I just need to think about something. We'll go for a walk and do it. You clear the air and get some exercise at the same time. You'll be amazed at yourself if you just stick with it. You know, it's just a matter of uh, sticking with it. You can change your life. You know, you really can. All right, it is that time again. Thank you so much for joining us for the Run the Race podcast. This is episode number 14. We appreciate you choosing it. We know there's a lot of options for you on Google Play and Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So thank you for joining us. And make sure to subscribe. Tell your friends about it using the hashtag Run the Race podcast. Go to WTVM.com slash podcast to live and listen to the uh, previous 13 episodes. And I am recording this one on my 44th birthday. I don't really uh, feel that old. Uh, they do call me TV Dad uh, in the newsroom where I work, uh, so I guess I am uh, about twice as old as many of them who I work with, um, but uh, I'm feeling great, um, probably uh, maybe in the best shape of my life, uh, feeling like I'm in my 20s, and so it's uh, great to celebrate my birthday. Age is just a number. I'll tell you out there again, age is just a number, and speaking of that, our guest for this episode is a couple that's been married for 30 years, Reggie and Carolyn. Lee Luther, who have been leaders in the local running community for 30-something years. Uh, they have a message for some people. Maybe if you're intimidated by running or maybe if it causes you pain, they have a message for you, a very important one that you're going to want to listen to. Also, they talk about how fitness relates to your spiritual health and also community togetherness. And uh, they're super passionate about having the right gear uh, whether you want to go running, walking, hiking, or anything fitness-related. So you definitely don't want to miss their conversation with us in just a few minutes. But since we are on the week of Valentine's Day, and you may be listening to this on that day uh, with your loved one, uh, I wanted to talk a little about love and running, uh, especially love, uh, because, you know, of course, God is love. And, uh, you know, love is an action. It's a verb, not just a noun. It's all about putting the work in, whether you're dating, whether you've been married for decades, and keeping that spark alive. I wanted to tell you a quick story uh, about my wife and I. We uh, will have been married 20 years this July, and uh, she's definitely the love of my life. Uh, I, she changed my life and is my, uh, my hero, my best friend. And, uh, you know, when we met in college in North Carolina... Uh, I asked her out and, and, uh, you know, at first, uh, I was a freshman, she was a junior. So I was this young, uh, immature kid and she was the mature, uh, young lady, two years older than me. And, uh, I had to be persistent. I had to keep asking, uh, 25 years ago. And she finally said yes. And I knew she was the one, um, it, it was just one of those things that kind of love at first sight or maybe third sight. And uh, um, that persistence really paid off for me. And again, we've been married for almost 20 years now. And persistence really is the name of the game when it comes to uh, things like running as well, because it's all about not giving up. Because sometimes you're going to have good days and bad days at the gym. Uh, sometimes things are going to go really well. Um, but, uh, you know, it's about not giving up and having uh, your goal in mind. And uh, just like with marriage, you know, um, you're putting the work in uh, every single day, every week, uh, no matter how long you've been doing it, um, you're never really there. You're never at the place where you've plateaued. And so when it comes to running, when it comes to marriage, so, uh, you know, uh, love is the answer, right? Well, the words of the prophet to Israel and to us today, maybe, promise that whether you're walking, whether you're running, 
God gives you strength to those who hope in the Lord. He says, quote, they shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. That's from Isaiah 40, 31. And, uh, you know, God gives you strength in your marriage, too. It's all about, you know, kind of getting together with your your husband or your wife or your boyfriend or girlfriend and spending quality time with them together um, in the Bible as well and in prayer. That can be a very powerful thing uh, for you as a couple. Now turning to our conversation with Reggie and Carolee Luther, who are originally from Tennessee. Now they're in Georgia. Carolee is a nurse case manager at a local hospital. Also the president of a running club, Columbus Roadrunners, which I'm a part of. Uh, avid runner Reggie, her husband, owns several businesses, including Lightning Sports Racing, a timing company, and the co-owner of Big Dog Fleet Feet, which provides a lot of shoes and everything else you can imagine for the runners out there, because we definitely need the right gear to make it happen. So here's my conversation with them. All right, I'd like to welcome to the podcast, Reggie and Carolee Luther. Thank you so much for joining us. Welcome. Well, welcome. Thanks for having us. Um, First of all, we're going to do a fast forward, so a rapid fire, and I prepared you guys for this a little bit. So we're going to start with you, Carolee. So what is your job description, both at work and also at home? Well, I'm a mom and a wife at home, and then I am a registered nurse at Northside Hospital. Busy jobs, both of them. Yes. And then, uh, Reggie, how do you stay physically fit? I know you help others do that, but how do you stay mm-hmm. physically fit? Well, I try to run, you know, four days a week or, or so, but I ride my bike back and forth to work every day as well. How far is that, mileage-wise? It's about 10 miles either way. Sometimes I don't ride home. I ride, get on the car with her, but at least down, so 10 miles one way. All right. Carolee, Lee, uh, what is your, um, I know faith is important in your life. What is your spiritual motto or maybe a verse that you particularly like? Colossians 3.17, do all in the glory of God. And then my actual motto is walk the talk. All right. Very good. I like that. Um, And then last one, uh, Reggie, uh, what is something unique about you? Well, I started running by, I was a baseball player. So I was a pitcher. So the coach said, uh, you need to pitch with your legs, not your arms. So that's how I started started running was uh, that. And I actually... Back in the day when I was about 16, threw a 90-mile-an-hour fastball one time. So that's good. Wow. Yeah, yeah. You can't throw like that now? Or? No, it's probably uh, 25. <laughs> <laughs> and most athletes, you know, baseball, basketball, whatever, running is always maybe as punishment perhaps, right? <laughs> exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, talking to both you guys, so you, and either one of you guys can start this story. Uh, tell me about um, – I know you all are both from Tennessee. Tell me about how you met. Mm-hmm. We both worked with um, another couple. I worked with the wife. He worked with the husband, and they wanted us to meet, wanted us to meet. And then uh, they had a supper at their house, and we met there. Yeah. Been yeah. together ever been since. together ever since. Yeah. So, so how long have you been, you know, either dating or, I guess, married now? 34. Mm. Yeah, 34. 34 yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, um, you know, and I know maybe running wasn't something that was part of your lives uh, when you were very young, or maybe it was. Tell me about how each of you, why and how you started running. Mm-hmm. Well, like I kind of said a little bit, I started running in high school when I played baseball. So uh, coach uh, said you need to pitch with your legs, you know, so I kept up with it and uh, actually made walked on and made the team, didn't really play in college, but uh, kept the running up. So I've been running ever since. and. Uh, so it's kind of part of our, part of my life, part of Carolee's too now, I think. 
so. part, of, part of your lifestyle. So, Carrie yeah. Lee, for you, has it been something that's been a, a love for you for a while? Yeah, mine's kind of hit or miss, kind of the way the story goes, because <laughs> my dad was a recreation director, and so I was kind of his guinea pig for any relay or anything that he wanted to do when I was little. And then I cheered in uh, middle school and high school, and I just happened to have a uh, cheerleading coach that said, you need to be able to do endurance to be out there for all the games, because that was back in the day when you cheered for JV and varsity uh, basketball. And so I kind of ran some then because we had to. Then I met Reggie, and he ran, and so I started running then, and then um, we were in a bad car accident and was not able to run for a while. But after I was able to start again, I started walking. And then in 2008, um, we had another major life event in our life. And um, I started doing the couch to 5K and uh, doing it as a participant, helping, just kind of helping on the back end side. And then started and that's how I started running again. Yeah. Was so in 2008. And you guys are also a part of a, I mean, I guess something similar to Couch to 5K. Is it a Porch to Big Dog? Is that yeah, right? It's it's the same program, new name, just uh, sponsored by the store and the Columbus Roadrunners. Kind of yeah. work at it together. Porch just dog, a partnership. Big dog. So. Yeah. <laughs> porch dog, and Big Dog. Get so, off the porch. Exactly. Well, it works here, especially in the south, yeah. right? Yeah. A lot yeah. of porches yeah. out here. Um, so, and, and a lot of people, you know, that I talk to, cause I, I've just started running myself, you know, six or seven years ago, uh, to try to lose weight and did couch to 5k. So, but I, I talked to a lot of friends that say, Oh man, I really just don't like running. And you hear that from a lot of people. So do you guys, I mean, is, is it one of those things where you just really love running both of you? Or do you maybe sometimes you're like, Oh, I got to I'm going to go just do it. Or, uh, you know, you kind of fall out of love with it at times. I love it. I love it. I miss it if I don't do it. I just like to go out and yeah. run, walk, be outside, but I do love to run. Yeah. Yeah, I enjoy it. You know, I, I like it better when it's warm. That's the reason I live in South Georgia. <laughs> a little tougher when it's, uh, when it's cold. But I think it's a great social thing. That's, that's what I really like about it, you know, running with uh, the, all the people, being around the community. Especially if you have a long run, two or three or oh, plus yeah. hours. I mean, it's a lot of time to get to know somebody. Mm-hmm. Yes. Absolutely. Well, you get a lot of good stories. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of good stories. That's right. Some you want to hear, some maybe you yeah. don't, you know. Uh, so what role uh, for you guys in your marriage and your running and just your jobs, everyday lives, um, does God and your faith play in that? Because is that something that is an integral part of, like you talked about, you know, doing things for the glory of God? Well, for me, I uh, actually, my dad was a recreation director at a camp. It was a Christian camp. And so I had the best of both worlds. I lived one place in the winter and then there in the summer, all summer long at the camp. And so faith was very integral part of our life. And it has just carried on. I mean, I, I, it's what I was taught. It's what I know. It's, it's what I love. And it's just part of my life. And like I said, my motto is uh, to walk the talk. I feel like it, you, if you can't walk it, don't say it. Exactly, yeah. That's so. good. For yeah. you, Reggie? Yeah. Same here. I, I, mean, I didn't become a believer until actually after we met and, uh, you know, got to know her family and her dad real well. So, yeah, and it's it's uh, a daily walk for me. It's, all you know, struggle like any any Christian, but, um, but it, it is part of my life, you know, daily life. 
Yeah, and Reggie, do you see a correlation between, you know, um, you, mental health is such an important part, you know, whether you're running or not running, uh, but do you see a correlation between getting stronger physically versus getting stronger spiritually, kind of how the two kind of meet? Yeah, I think so, especially for endurance running. You know, I think it's, they're both a, a marathon, you know, the, your faith that uh, you just constantly, uh, you know, growing in the faith. So it's uh, a constant uh, building up of your faith endurance, if you will, just just like running. So, uh, you know, you get better endurance over the years. It's not even one marathon. It's two, it's 10 marathons, you know, that your endurance. Same thing with uh, with studying the word and uh, and staying in it. So. Yeah, maybe you know, as you're hurting when you're out there, maybe hours into a run, perhaps you're praying, <laughs> God, yeah. please make it stop, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. Tell me why I'm I've, here. So I think I've sung "Jesus Loves Me" a hundred times. Sometimes <laughs> <laughs> Jesus loves you too. You know, yeah. you tell the other runners, right? Um, so uh, you know, a lot of people. We were talking earlier about how you know running is maybe not everybody's favorite thing to do, and maybe you were you know uh, runners might be in the minority. So uh, what would your message be for those that perhaps are intimidated by running or maybe they say, oh, it's painful for me because I'm sure you've heard that a lot at places like Big Dog Fleet Feet and maybe somebody new to Columbus Roadrunners. Well, what I try to tell people is you just got to keep at it. You keep working at it. You keep going out and doing it over and over and over again. And the thing is, is you're going to hurt some because any sport has some pains, growing pains, so to speak. Uh, but if you keep practicing at it and you follow the correct form, then you're going to get better at it. It'll be easier. You have a group that does it with you, like Reggie said, the social aspect. It all kind of works together and makes it easier for you. Yeah, and, and the group aspect of it, I mean, do you find there's the, just a variety of, obviously, skill levels, but the, the fact that people, maybe their attitude towards running is kind of changes over time? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I'd like, so I always try to tell the new runners, you know, you're going to, you'll be amazed at yourself if you just stick with it. You know, it's just a matter of uh, sticking with it and you can change your life. You know, you really can. So, and I think, uh, you know, there's so many different uh, paces, you know, that everybody can join in. So, yeah, because you don't have to be fast. I mean, no. it's not it's not about the speed necessarily. Yeah. Well, the good thing about this running community is people work together and we have a lot of no drop runs, so to speak, where people wait and people slow down or people speed up. We do whatever, you know, to, to work together to make it fun for everybody, not yeah. just one person. It's a, kind of the Army slogan, leave no man or woman behind. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, it's about having fun uh, because cause sometimes, you know, we can take ourselves so seriously, but when unless you're trying to go for a, a PR, like a personal record, yeah. just go out there and enjoy yourself, the journey, right? Yeah. Well, the interesting thing is, is because I teach the porch dog class, is what I find is the more people come and they meet with other people, you always find somebody that is your pace. It happens all the time. Yeah. And then, and a lot of times you're meeting a new person. It may not be the friend that you came with, but it may be somebody else, which makes your social group grow bigger because you've met somebody else. And it holds you accountable. And then when you have somebody to run with, it's it's fun. How important, you know, having a, a running group or having group runs and races and just kind of fun events, maybe on Saturdays, those kind of things in terms of building community, but also, um, you know, accountability, like you talked about with fitness and life, because it, I guess, it, does that make you want to do it or to, to um, drag yourself out of bed more when other people are involved? 
Well, for me, because I do teach the porch dog, I know that people are counting on me to be there. So I want to be there on time and and help them. And it has been so fun to watch all the different people that have come through the program since I've been doing it and meet new people and helping other people and how it works together like we're kind of talking about fitness and, and faith. And, you know, your faith is the same way. You need somebody to hold you accountable because it's just a strong, you know, hard to work through that if you don't have somebody that's keeping you accountable too. Because life can sometimes be tough, and you need friends to yeah. help you through. And I know you guys both hold each other accountable. When when it comes to I know running, you know, we you go out and do your runs three, four, five times a week, and maybe do some strength training or whatever else, yoga class. Uh, for the for the faith aspect of it, I guess there's there's training for that as well that I'm sure you guys have experienced uh, together and maybe uh, solo as as well. Mm-hmm. You have your events at church. You have community events, and that's where you get together and and you actually live your faith there, just like when you're going out on a run and you're actually doing a race or an event for running it's out there practicing it practicing what you do yeah and both of you told me in terms of running that your favorite distance is half marathon i'd have to agree with that because your body is not uh, destroyed like perhaps a marathon (laughs) and it's still like you know it's a couple hours and you get to you're you know far enough so reggie for you Favorite race is Columbus Day Relay, is that correct? Yeah, yeah, it's a fun race. So it's, uh, if nobody knows about it, it's a 60-mile relay around the the city. So you got four team members, so everybody runs, what's that, roughly uh, 15 miles. So it's uh, just a lot of fun. It's a good, fun day. Anything uh, in terms of races or adventures you've been on athletically that kind of stand out in your mind, uh, things that you've kind of really are proud of or that you, you know, had a lot of fun with? Yeah. Well, uh, another relay, I think you've done, is the Run Across Georgia. That's uh, a super challenging event. That one's 260 miles. That's kind of where the other relay came from. It's not quite as uh, tough. But, yeah, that's one of those epic events. It's just uh, you remember remember those uh, rest of your life. It's just uh, it's a tough, long challenge. But, uh you're not sure why you're doing it while you're doing it, but afterwards you're, you're glad you did. It's And it's usually with about seven to ten other runners. So you're not – are you doing everything solo? The no, 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 <laughs> no, no, not me. There's a, there's a few I'm doing that, but no, just a uh, just, uh, team of eight. So. Gotcha, gotcha. And for you, Carol Lee, any uh, favorite race or adventure that you've been on in, in you know, decades of running? Uh, my favorite race – that I've run, uh, other than I love the Columbus Day Relay and the uh, Run Across Georgia. Those are my two favorite local ones that I've be, that I've gotten to be able to do. But uh, we went and did the San Diego uh, Marathon, and I just love the course, the support that was out there. It was just fun. It was upbeat. The weather was great. It was just a fun. It was a fun race. During that race, something interesting that happened is there was a guy that was trying to. Help me here. What was he? He, he was, was trying to set the record, record for uh, bouncing a basketball. The two basketballs. Time. Two oh, basketballs. The, the, during the whole marathon. Yes. During the whole marathon. Yeah. Wow. We, yeah. He'd started in front of us. We caught up when he was had two basketballs. He was dribbling for the whole. <laughs> so he wasn't going very fast, I assume. Or may, maybe. Well, he was going faster than I would thought for dribbling, dribbling two basketballs. But uh, yeah. I think he was trying to run four and a half hours, something like that. So, wow. Yeah. I just saw on the news recently that there was a, a young man who dribbled a basketball for a half marathon wearing a Kobe Bryant jersey oh. um, uh-huh. to, oh, nice. to honor him. Okay, so that great. was a pretty I think I saw that too. Yeah, yeah, pretty impressive as well. So um, fitness for you know both of you, your, your runners now have been for quite a while. I've been married 
for uh, more than 30 years. So fitness, what kind of role does that play in your relationship in your marriage? I mean, is it a positive thing? Is Do you get to run together or is it uh, something that's helped your marriage? Or <laughs> well, we, we run together some, you know, I mean, we're always, you know, she's always leading the, the porch dog program. So we at least start together uh, about every, uh, every run, but uh, we run, I don't know, you know, a couple of times a week together. So it's good. Yeah. Maybe mentally it helps you to kind of get some of that, uh, you know, stress out. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I like myself better when I go for a run. <laughs> but, but I mean, our whole life has been revolved around fitness, uh, not just for us, but for our two girls. We have two daughters, and they, we encourage them to participate in any type of sport that they wanted to and, and went along with them, and we went to all of their soccer matches. We went to all their cross-country meets and just had a fun time with that. So it was very family-oriented for us. That Those were our events and things that we did together as a family. And actually, when we go on vacation, it's usually we always include a run. I want to run around. And it's actually the best way to see a city. Yeah. I mean, we just went down to Cancun and and went running when we were there but i mean literally anywhere we go when we go to tennessee when we go to florida wherever we go we're always going for a run yeah we went to new york city a couple of years ago and we we ran like 16 miles around the city it was a lot of fun that's that's how you go see it so yeah we, every time we go it's kind of revolves around you know running somewhere anyway Cancun, New York City sound like exciting places to run for sure. Yeah, yeah it's fun. New York is awesome. Yeah, it's fun to run. Yeah, you got to watch yourself, but it's yeah. fun. <laughs> now, uh, so your two daughters, uh, Tiffany and Ashley, so uh, are they they um, grown up and living elsewhere now? Or? Yes, Tiffany lives in Atlanta, and Ashley is actually in New York. Okay, great. Fort Drum, New York, yeah. Okay, yeah. so, um, you know, growing up, and this is part of my motivation for running, and maybe some other people as well, is to but kind of, uh, you know, you're, maybe it's a midlife crisis, and you're, um, but you also want to be a good example for your kids, and you want to be healthy, and you want to, you know, be around for as long as you can, and, and maybe be a model for them. For you guys, was that important as well, to kind of model the fact that, hey, we, fitness is a priority for us as parents, and we want this to be a priority for you as kids and growing up as well. Yeah. Yeah. For me, one of my stated goals has always been I want to be able to run a marathon with my grandkids. So, so we've got our first grandchild's nine months old. So, uh, congratulations. You know, yeah. Thanks. So, we're, uh, so I'm hoping to do that one day. You're going to give your grandchild a little time. A little time. A little time. Okay. Maybe yeah. wait till yeah. three or four yeah. years yeah. old. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we've already you? pushed her in the stroller, though. So. <laughs> what about for you, Carolee? Yes. I mean, just. Like I said earlier, being outside is very important. Uh, exercise, fitness, staying in shape, uh, doing what you can do. You live longer. You have a better life. Like you said earlier, you touched on the mental. And I, I just see it as it is a way to help yourself. You can release so much when you get out and go for a run, go for a walk. That's what I encourage my kids to do whenever we have had conversations about you know I, I just need to think about something we'll go for a walk and do it you clear the air and get some exercise at the same time absolutely yeah. so i think our nice kids have we've passed along well They're, they both run run as well so it's good 
Yeah, and get to see some nice scenery along yeah. the way. Yeah. 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 Um, so, uh, and you guys obviously teach and help uh, newer runners or even veteran runners to kind of get better. People that love running want to keep running, you know, three, four, five every day of the week. Uh, what about other things that you need to do besides just running, like strength training or yoga or things like that? Do you guys, um, you know, uh, is that something important you think that you tell other runners about as well? Well, I can speak to that because I'm, you know, getting older, the knees getting a little sore and uh, doctor told me I needed to stop running, you know, and start biking. So I started biking and knee got better. So I'm running about as much as I've ever run now. And, uh, you know, but I think the cycling helped tremendously. It just kind of balances out the, uh, the muscles, you know, and we, you know, are not doing it right now a little bit off the kick, but, you know, just doing just a, you know, body weight workout you know on a regular basis i think is great you know so uh, yeah i think doing some other things to keep it balanced out is super important kind of circuit training or something that's low impact or yeah, no impact yeah, yeah. yeah. and carolee do you hey. when you talk to newer runners i mean is that something that you, you bring up or maybe once they're a little more into it or perhaps experiencing injuries um actually because not only do i do porch dog but i also try to help others with their training plans and so I try to incorporate and remind them that you know you got to have a strong core to be able to run because part of running with good form is having that strong core so you have to work on it because it's not just going to come naturally so if you you work on that by doing planks by walking up and down stairs it can just be everyday things it doesn't have to be something that you have to go to a gym to do going to a gym is fine but there are things that you can do that are just in everyday life that will help strengthen up the core like I said like walking upstairs uh, getting down taking a few minutes when you're watching tv whenever a commercial comes on do a plank or you know something like that um while, while you're watching the news, you can while just you're be watching a, be, the news. Be, be That's a, right. Being a plank yeah. the whole time, yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> because you know the the I guess some people, especially if they're new to running, I guess don't realize or they figure it out that the hips, the glutes, the even the abs are kind of the engine that keeps you going. You wouldn't maybe think about that. You're thinking, oh, just my legs, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's it's kind of like that. You said that that That's core that good, part of it. Good straight postures. You know, your mama told you right. Stand up straight. Set up straight. <laughs> yeah. Know? Having the right gear can maybe make or break you when it comes to faith and for fitness. So um, you guys. Uh, work with uh, obviously big dog fleet feet uh, co-owners for that um, tell me about um, the importance of that because uh, when I was a new runner um, you know I didn't realize the importance of having the right kind or you know uh, not not just kind of spending 10 bucks on a pair of shoes but you need to kind of get the right equipment and it's worth it right oh it's definitely worth it you know I mean it's better than a knee surgery you know? so uh, <laughs> yeah you need need the right shoes you know and a lot of people just go find the shoes find the cheapest ones you know but you need to do a little research you know and we, we you know help down at uh, big dogs so yeah you got to have the right shoes you know it's not only shoes you know just socks and you know the shirts or you know uh, tech shirts and shorts and you know it's just uh, kind of the whole ensemble really to uh, it just makes the running much more uh, enjoyable you know so you're not getting chafed and you know you're not getting sore from the wrong shoes and then uh, prevents injuries and just makes it more enjoyable. Yeah, because I think I've seen one of the signs and one of the marathons I've run is somebody had a sign that said chafing the dream. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Because I didn't realize when I you know, uh, started doing longer distances that uh, a certain upper area of my chest, uh, <laughs> you know, it would uh, there would be bleeding going on. Yeah. And it would run through the shirt. And I was like, whoa. Yeah. And uh, so you don't realize the things that you need to do and make sure to find the right yeah. um, thing to be able to do that. Um, is that something that you guys have – a lot of new runners maybe have talked to you all about the – kind of needing certain kinds of equipment, maybe accessories they didn't think they needed? 
Yeah, well, one of the things is, you know, the most important, of course, is your foundation, which is the shoes and socks that you have on your feet. Socks can make or break a good run because of the shearing that you can get if you don't have the right kind of socks on or getting blisters, and that's not very fun. So if you have the right socks and right shoes, uh, that's very important. But we live in South Georgia. It gets very, very hot here. And humid. And Yes, and so therefore you're wet. So the clothes can make a big difference too because there's things that are out on the market technology is wonderful when it works and with clothing it actually does so you know shirts and the right type of uh, shorts or leggings whatever you're going to wear they need to be the right kind so that they're wicking because if you stay really wet and they just rub on you you are going to get chafed and it is going to be very uncomfortable yeah. not only when you're running but when you get in the shower yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. you're covering that up as as you are showering yeah. yeah but to know about you know other accessories like body glide to help prevent some of that stuff yeah, yeah. too yeah. well there's other things that you can use too if you are going to get into the distance running uh there's different tools that you can use like the stick or the foam rollers to help you and that can they can help you feel better and not have some of the aches and pains that you you might have if you don't use them yeah because i didn't even realize i when i educated myself as when i was a new runner that you know uh the all cotton socks you know that's yeah. a, that's a no-no that's a no-no. because no-no. that just kind of holds the, uh, the sweat in. and then you get the uh because you know I, I wear the uh uh the wicking uh, socks and uh, i've had no blisters at all in like six years of running so it's been great yeah, yeah that's one thing we try to tell the salespeople, big dog trying to get you know make sure they know about everything you don't want a new runner to get out there and Oh man, I wish I'd have gotten had some better socks. You know, yeah. <laughs> you know. Let, let's just make sure they know everything they need before they uh, before they go out there and give it a try. And sometimes, you know, when it's you know colder, perhaps you know in the forties, something like that, people think well, I need to wear like like my uh, you know uh, um, pants and a sweatshirt or whatever else. But then when you get out there a mile or two in. You're warmed up pretty quick, and so it's. I guess it's better to wear less clothes, perhaps? Be a little cold when you first get started, because <laughs> you are going to warm up, yeah. and the rule of thumb is a good 10 to 15 degrees as you're running, okay. that you're going to warm up. Gotcha. Yeah. For you guys, how important is form when it comes to running? Whether I mean, you could be a new person or somebody that's been running for a decade, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's super important. I mean, you know, that, you know, your body's an amazing uh, machine, you know, it's, it's built to absorb, you know, a lot of shock, you know, a lot of, over the years, the cushion on the shoes has just gotten higher and higher. So it makes running on your heels doesn't feel that bad, at least when you're actually doing it. Um, but if you took your shoes off, you'd be landing on your midfoot. And that's what we try to encourage people to do, land on their midfoot, even run some without your shoes on. So you get a feel for what that midfoot running is. And it's super important, you know, your body's will absorb a lot of shock, you know, if you uh, land on that midfoot and let it uh, do its job of absorbing it. So Yeah. And, Carolee, you know, I, I hear so many times people say, well, how long are my shoes going to last? I mean, you know, you hear the, the you know, some people say 400 miles, 500 miles, if you keep track of the running and walking you do on that, or is it just kind of when my knees start hurting perhaps or – Uh, Well, there's a rule of thumb, and it's actually lower than 400 now, Uh, just new technology. Um, It's right around between 250 to 300 miles that you can get out of a pair of shoes. You can get a little bit more than that, depending on the type of running and the surface that you're on. But it's, like Reggie said earlier one time, was um, 
having the right equipment, the right shoes on your feet and making sure that they are right can save you a knee surgery, which is $10,000. I'd rather spend 100 than 10. So <laughs> that's just me. Yeah, yeah. And it's less painful, right? It is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you were talking about landing on your heel. What most people don't realize is when you're landing on your heel, you're putting on the brakes. Yeah. Yeah. So you're stopping yourself and that instead of your body absorbing the shock, it's going straight to your knee. Yep. When you hit that heel. And one of the big things is to kind of uh, raise your arms up in the air and to kind of re- reset. Uh, reset and uh, kind of keep your eyes ahead instead of looking down. I know when you're trail running, sometimes you do need to look down so that you don't yeah. um, you know, go flying like Superman. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, And trail running, is that something, trail running versus road running? I know that, Reggie, you, you love trails, yeah. to be out there in the woods, right? Yeah, yeah I love it. So uh, it's more, it, more challenging. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's definitely tougher, but uh, you get to run slower, too, because <laughs> you're trying not to trip. And, and better, better snacks. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, yeah. Put a, um, put a plug out there. If anybody doesn't know about Standing Boy uh, uh, Wildlife Management Area, I mean, they're building some great trails out there. I hope everybody goes out there and checks that out and helps support that, uh, that cause. Uh, there's not as many hunters. There's more bicyclers and runners now, okay, so go good. check it out. Yeah, it's fun. And one last question. Uh, this this podcast episode will come out the week of Valentine's Day, so hopefully you guys are ready for that. Yeah. Uh, yes. Speaking of, of running and your marriage, um, when you run together, um, you get a chance to talk and a chance to kind of, you know, uh, talk to Reggie, talk to Kara Lee, and kind of, you know, how's your day going? And is that an opportunity to kind of really spend some quality time together when you're running? I think so. Sometimes we get started, you know, it's kind of quiet first. Let's all, let's get the stress out. Then we start talking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, but it is, it's good time to, you know, always chat and catch up what's going on. Well, like I said, when we went to New York, that's, uh, or any place that we go, we usually go and run somewhere. And we, one of the things that we did when we were in New York was we got up one morning and we ran somewhere and had breakfast and sat there and chatted. And then we picked out another location and ran there to, to see a museum and stuff like that. But we, we talk about the city when we're getting, hey, look at this. And, you know, so it's it's just fun. Yeah. Just, you could see a lot of it together. like that, too. And let, you don't have to uh, call an Uber. You can you just exactly, run yeah. everywhere. <laughs> Especially in a big city like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. All right. Well, thank you so much, Reggie and Carolee. Thank you so yeah. much for joining us. Yeah. And we'll, uh, we'll right. see you over at Big Dog Fleet Feed soon. Okay. Right. Thanks. Thanks. It's great to see couples out there running together like uh, Reggie and Kara Lee. Great examples for many of us because um, they're doing it. Uh, they have been for uh, many decades now and still consistently running. And it doesn't matter, again, what pace you're at, like they said. It matters about getting out there and uh, hitting the ground running and uh, having a good time, whether it be with friends or by yourself or anything. So, And the final segments of this Run the Race podcast, episode number 14. We, of course, have food for thought, parting gift, and a prayer. We're going to start with uh, some news tidbits when it comes to running. Starting on the uh, spiritual side of things, uh, an article in Faith and Focus by Wyatt Massey called The Spirituality of the Sunday Run. He says, for certain class of runners, there really is no denying the spirituality of what we like to call the long run. Like for me, uh, when I'm marathon training, um, you know, it may be over the course of four months getting ready for that 26.2 miles. uh, And I have, you know, four or five runs a week. Um, Oftentimes they're, you know, three to six miles long, but that long run, it starts at about six or seven miles and it climbs about a mile each week, uh, you know, eight to nine to 11 to 12 to 13 
all the way up to 20 or 21 miles is really the max I want to hit when I'm marathon training. And I'll hit that max about maybe once or twice during that marathon training time period. And uh, that's usually about three or four weeks before the marathon. So I give myself time to taper and kind of wind down and, and lower my mileage as I'm getting closer to that race day so that my body can kind of recover and rest and, and not have to kind of uh, go through some of the, uh, the struggle of those three or four hour runs. But, um, you know, there, when you're running, there's no pews or steeples or chapels like a church. Um, but, uh, you know, there are definitely ties to Christianity and it's become an important practice for a lot of Christians, you know, because, you know, athletes, uh, like a Christian, uh, build endurance by going long as they work towards their race goal. It's a chance to maybe quiet your mind, test your personal limits and suffer on behalf of something bigger than you, a mission, perhaps. You can pray while you're running. You can listen to sermons or podcasts, uh, connecting to God through the natural world where you're out and about. Uh, running alone can create an also an inner stillness. You're kind of reflecting and praying about different things, um, which is you know different from playing a team sport. Um, in Georgia, in Dalton, Georgia, there's a church, Grove Level Baptist Church, one of many that have done this, brought running and the Bible together. They started a Run for God program, which paired 12 weeks of run training for a local 5K with a Bible study. And, uh, you know, it's really was beneficial for them to run together and have that camaraderie together. Uh, and, uh, you know, when you're out there running and things are hurting, you've been out there for a while and you're looking for a way to kind of zone out, prayer can be that distraction uh, from running that you need. And on the fitness side of things, Runner's World Magazine has an article that was titled, Running is Like Romance. You have to learn how to keep the passion alive. And you know, like every relationship, a relationship with running that goes through different phases. You know, you'll lose weight, gain it back, lose again, you make new friends, they'll move away, um, you get injured, um, out of shape, in shape, and you maybe you, you run by yourself or with groups, with or without music, all kinds of things, short and long runs. Well, it all starts, whether it be a relationship, um, you know, off the running field or on it. Uh, the honeymoon is you complete your first mile without injury or unconsciousness, and you're like, man, I love it. This is fantastic. I want to run every day for the rest of my life. According to an anthropologist in New York City, she says the honeymoon phase of a romantic relationship, you actually have brain chemistry changes is happening where it's a dopamine-rich regions associated with reward, motivation, and wanting. Well, new runners, they actually ride that same dopamine train. And, uh, you know, honeymoons, they can burn bright, but they can also flame out fast. So you have to be careful of that. Also, adversity strikes is the next one. Uh, it talks about how, you know, a study by the Sports Medicine Center of the University of British Columbia in Vancouver followed 2,000 runners over two years, finding some common injuries like plantar fasciitis, tibial stress syndrome, glute injuries, knee problems, all those kind of things over the course of five years. And so those are things you have to come back from. Then, of course, there's the phase of the crossroads. Uh, maybe you're following a, a serious injury or maybe something that's happened in your life, a new job, a big move, an illness, a new child, even just a busy holiday season. And so you have to kind of come to the crossroads from that. And then the last one is mature love. Runners know how to run, when to run, why to run, with or without whom. They know when to push it, when to pull back, and what to eat and when doing either. And like the Runner's World article says, we can't decide whether or not we grow older, but we can hedge our chances on how we do so. And the parting gift um, kind of has to do with running. It deals with Martin Luther King Jr., uh, who uh, gave some inspiring words. Uh, MLK Jr., this is the, the month of his birthday. He says, if you can't fly, then run. If you can't run, then walk. If you can't walk, then crawl. But whatever you do, you have to keep moving forward. 
well said by the civil rights movement pioneer. Well said. We're going to close in prayer. Thank you, Jesus, for everything that you do for us. Please help protect us, Lord God, as we go through uh, any kind of crises in our life. Uh, just help us to, to hear your still small voice and to never give up and to, to look to you for our true love and to help us to love others and to, to love ourselves, especially as we go about uh, this busy life that we live in. Thank you. In your name we pray. Amen. And again, you can find the Run the Race podcast on all kinds of platforms like Spotify and uh, Apple Podcasts, iTunes. Write a review on there. We'd love for you to give us a five-star rating, tell others about it, and we'll kind of keep this uh, train going. We'll be talking about fitness and faith each and every week. Have a great week, everybody.